0: Hello and welcome to Topical Tea and Everything in Between, episode number three. Now, it's been a few weeks since I recorded a podcast, and this one I think is definitely worth the wait. I'm going to be speaking to two people that I've known for around 20 years, and I believe that this is going to be a very interesting podcast. Now, it may be a little bit longer than the others, and I may have to split this into a couple of episodes, but I really do think that this is a, an amazing story. And a lovely story that is just really worth telling. So I'm going to be speaking to Albert and David today. Now I've known them for around 20 years. We share family. Uh, my niece and nephew are also their niece and nephew. And um, I guess we have a, a lot in common. We're both in, well we're all in the same sex relationships. Albert and David are married and I'm married to my husband as well. And uh, the difference is that they've been together since 1963. So they've been in a relationship for 55 years and uh, you know I've been very lucky over the years to speak to them about their life about the change in uh, in society and the change in kind of gay rights and you know how their life has changed so much since 1963 to where they currently are and I guess you know when I listened to those stories and when I even started thinking about this podcast initially and setting this up I thought wow it would be great to speak to them because they've got so much to say and it's so interesting and I think anyone who Is in the community or isn't in the community, is an ally or just a friend or just someone that's interested in listening to a podcast about love. This story for me, I think, is just beautiful and I think it will be just, you know, will really, really blow people away. I believe they've got a great story. Now, they probably don't think their story is that unique, but I certainly do, and that's what I've tried to express to them. And I said, Look, I don't think there's many people in the same situation that you are. Now, they have said, You'll be surprised, I think there are. But um, I'm really just keen to have this conversation and discuss their, their relationship and just how life has changed for them over the 55 years they've been together. So um, I'm very excited. I actually feel really privileged to be in this situation, to be talking to them. And I feel so lucky that they've, they're allowing me to um, just have this conversation with them and they're putting themselves out there, not really knowing how this is going to go and really taking a gamble with with me being such an amateur, so I'm, I'm, I feel really proud and, and really um, thankful. Um, so I really hope you enjoy the conversation. This is episode three of Topical Tea and Everything in Between and the episode is called Love is Love. Okay, so thank you both very much for uh, for coming today and for speaking with me. Um, so I'm here with Albert and David, as I've mentioned on the intro. So David, first of all, can you tell me how you first initially met Albert?
1: Yes, in those days, uh, in 1963, I was in my first job as a young Church of England clergyman. Um, I changed professions later on because I realised I was in the wrong job, it was nothing at all to do with being gay so I retrained as a social worker but this was my first job and my boss the vicar had given me a list of people to visit and on the list it said Albert Fisher and I thought Albert must be an old man so I called at the house <laughs> and I met this lady and said I've come to meet your father, your husband and she said oh no dear I don't think you have, you've come <laughs> to meet my Albert so I then uh, spoke to Albert which was very nice. Uh, He was a fresh-faced 20-year-old. I was 26. And uh, I stood in the hall with him and I think we must have stood there for an hour talking, I think. Uh, The rest of the family were in in the other room watching television. And at the time, I have to say that our hearts were both elsewhere. Um, but I think either of us, both of us, knew that there was no future in pursuing the the people that we were interested in. Um, And of course, in those days, it was absolutely impossible to give any indication that you might be gay or interested in other people of the same sex. It was just not possible at all. Hmm. So uh, we then became friends.
0: And can I just also say, so this was in Ipswich, so obviously I live in Ipswich, Albert, um, Albert, you're originally from Ipswich, so Where were you you visiting from? I grew
1: up in Portsmouth.
0: Okay. And this was
1: my, apart from National Service, which I'd done before then, this was my first job away from home. And I was living in Diggs uh, with a rather fierce landlady, and (laughs) uh, Albert was living at home. So that's that's how we started. Okay. Uh, And we became friends. And... uh, Every time i walked walk past the house or cycle past the house and Albert happened to be in the front garden, I'd stop and we'd have a chat and we just got on and I thought, he seems a nice boy, but it was nothing more than that. But yeah. over the, the coming year and, uh, oh and uh, by, by our friendship, it, it uh, persuaded Albert to come back to church which, was, of course, was some part of the exercise anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spent a lot of time talking about church things. He, he became a head server in the, in the church. Uh, and we just became very good friends. And when, when he um, went away to work for a little while, I went out to Lynn to visit him on the day. And I took him to Cambridge one day to, to visit my old colleges. And we just got to know each other well.
0: So courted as such for that first period of time as such. Yeah, you know, it was, as yes. and, it was and, it, and it was during that year, 1963,
2: probably three months, as David has said, uh, that we um, uh, I, I went away to work. And um, uh, yes, David came to visit me, and he took me to uh, visit his old college in, in Cambridge. Um, I was living in Diggs in Kings Lynn, I wasn't terribly happy. I welcomed this friend from Ipswich, a friend that I'd only known a matter of months. And um, it was after we had been together in Cambridge during a weekend, I had to go back into Kings Lynn and to go back to work. And uh, it was when I was alone, left in my um, little bedstead, that I just sat down and I suddenly realized I never had felt quite this funny feeling that that I had for David mm. with anyone before. And stupidly, because I had no idea where this would lead, I wrote a letter thanking him for taking me to Cambridge, said what a wonderful time I'd had, and that, oh dear, I'll just say it, I think I have fallen in love with you. Uh-huh. And of course, David told me much later that, of course, he opened this letter from this little boy. Who, well, I said little boy, I was, I was 21. <laughs> sitting um, at the said, breakfast
1: table with my landlady
2: opposite. And he was sitting there, yes. Uh, and, and of course, he just opened the letter and thought, oh my goodness, I didn't realise it was that. Yeah. So. Um, uh, but then, yes, eventually, after six months working in King's Lynn, I went back to Ipswich, where I continued working in Ipswich. And we just, yes, saw more and more of each other. We went to the Ipswich Gomon, now called The Regent, and um, we used to go to all the pop concerts, all the great artists of the time, Gene um, Pitney and... Uh, people like um, uh, the Rolling searches. Stones. Yes. Rolling
0: Stones. Rolling, yeah. Stones. So
1: I went to the Beatles, Albert didn't. David see. went to
0: the Beatles
2: on I one felt occasion. I was, In
0: Ipswich. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yes. yes,
2: yes, yes. But yes, we, we just enjoyed each other's company. Yeah. And, um, and then uh, on just one of the occasions when I was uh, off work, David was off work, and uh, we saw that It was in those early days, it had just come out, the film of West Side Story. And we came up to London, just on the inside of a day, um, had a little bit of lunch, went to the cinema, and then we went back on a very late train. But it was during watching that film Mm -hmm. that one of the wonderful, um, one of the beautiful uh, arias at the end, um, There's a Place for Us, um, and One Hand, One Heart, And we found ourselves holding hands. Because what went through my mind, all my childhood growing up, frustrated, worried about who I was, where I was going in life, always wanting to have children as a family, knowing I couldn't, because I could only have children with a lady, and I didn't feel that I was going to be going down that path. And um, so we held hands and we both said in our own minds one day yes there will be a place for us one day the world will accept us That's people amazing. like us and um, and well we've been together ever since
0: i have to say that we had that song on this morning in the house so oh, um, did you? yeah we did so Somewhere. so so the for other listeners they go here as well and i guess since you mentioned that song um i think last year when we met up yeah. for a family yes. occasion um, we'd listened to that before, it's and we'd food. heard it on a... Uh,
2: it's just so apt, to not Yeah,
0: the, the words are just so meaningful, it and is. it's really beautiful. And yeah, it So apt. I can imagine that would have been quite a moment yes. to have yeah, heard that. Yes, it
2: was.
1: Thank you, Leonard Bernstein.
2: <laughs> Who we, in fact, <laughs> had the fortune, many years later, in London, at the World Festival Hall, to meet. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, we didn't tell him, but... Uh, <laughs> we didn't tell him what he had... Um, being responsible for
0: but um, yes that film and the music has always meant a lot. Of Very things. special mm. yeah. so you mentioned about um, I guess being unthinkable in some way and you know always making do with a life that you would have maybe have had to have had yes. before this this situation so go let's go back a decade so the mm. 50s what was life like growing up knowing that you know you were different you were gay and actually there wasn't much well, you could really do with it?
2: Quite honestly People who are alive today, people living today, um, they have no idea. They just have no idea what it was like Mm -hmm. in the 50s. It's hard to even put into words. Any physical contact between males, even in private, was illegal. Complete secrecy was always essential. Mm -hmm. All media images were negative. You couldn't arouse suspicion in any way. It was difficult in those early days, as young as I was, mm-hmm. teenage years, to even identify like-minded people. And uh, You had to be so careful, really. Yeah.
1: All the time. I, I mean, I had known that I was gay since I was really young. Uh, I remember that my first... Film, as probably as a five year old, my first visit to the cinema was to see Pinocchio. This film had just come out. This will take you back to how old I must be. Um, <laughs> and I'd never been to the cinema before, of course, because you didn't do such a thing. And I, I suppose I was about six when Pinocchio came out, and I became obsessed with it. I know um, uh, that other people have felt the same, but I just wanted to be, not Pinocchio, but I wanted to be the Blue Fairy. <laughs> and uh, I just wandered around the house being the Blue Fairy at, six, at the age of six. And my father, bless his heart, made me a pair of wings and a <laughs> wand, which I thought, <laughs> looking back, I think was... Uh, um,
0: Pretty good, really. Yes, yeah, definitely. And it may be a pivotal moment for you uh, <laughs> in yes, some way. Yes, <laughs> it was, yes. And
1: even to today, that's still my favourite film. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, I, I did two years national service. Um, it was national service finished before Albert would have been um, eligible for it, but I went in in 1955, and <laughs> I had two frustrating years. It's the equivalent of a straight man having to spend two years in the company of exclusive company of beautiful young women. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) There was absolutely nothing anyone could do because physical contact, as Albert has said, was illegal. Mm. Uh, In in civilian life you could have been imprisoned, in the army you could have been court-martialed and and locked up. So uh, I had two frustrating years of national service. Later on, this this wasn't, this must have been later than the 50s, but there was um, a campaign by a um, uh, woman in the Midlands, um, Birmingham, I think she came from, called Mary Whitehouse. I don't know how many people today will remember her. Her idea was to... She had a campaign to clean up television. She was sick of all the, the smut that was going around and the people that were enjoying um, listening to it, watching it and so on. Um, but it, was, it extended more than that she, because she prosecuted uh, someone, I think, at the National Theatre for, prote- for um, simulating a male rape in the middle of a play. It, it, it wasn't. She lost her case. But she was particularly homophobic. Right. She did not want anything to appear normal in gay relationships. Uh, th- this was what she was opposed to. She, she said it on many occasions, that um, she couldn't bear the idea that gay relationships could be seen as normal in any way. Uh, and then, later on, uh, this is, I'm afraid when you get old, you can't remember which decade things <laughs> happened in, but I think it was, it was, the was 80s, in the 80s, 80s or, 80s or the 90s, 90s yes. where, um, there was uh, Section 28 of of the Local Government Act which was brought in uh, by the Thatcher Government. Yes. And uh, the the, the purpose again was to take away from gay relationships the idea that there was anything positive about them. Mm -hmm. And uh, teachers at school were forbidden from uh, painting gay relationships as anything but negative.
0: Mm
2: And then today, of course, um, there are moves by extreme religious groups to ban any information about homosexuality being given to children. Mm. Um, uh, Primary school children, they say, are too young to understand. But um, I, I can speak personally about my nephew, George, who was at the time nine years old. And in class... Uh, they had um, uh, a lesson uh, based around the uh, subject of inspiration and the teacher asked if there were any children who had any any thoughts about something that had inspired them throughout their life and George put his hand up and she said, yes George, what would what you like to say? And he said that, and I mean I hadn't really had a great deal of conversation with him about it. But of course, he had grown up since he opened his little eyes first um, with two uncles, both of us gay, and he never knew any different. Mm. He never saw any difference between two men together, a man and a woman together, and so on. And uh, he just simply said that he was inspired by his Uncle Albie and Uncle David. <laughs> um, and uh, the teacher thought that was very good. And um, uh, then uh, she told him to sit down. He didn't say, she said, well, why? She said, well, why? why?" Uh, But but he said, um, uh, well, he said, it's because they're gay. Um, And uh, people were really horrible to them uh, (laughs) a long, long time ago, before I was born. Mm -hmm. And I said to George... um, that was a very brave thing for you to do, darling. I said, Whatever did the children in class say? And he said, well, I just sat down and they all clashed.
0: <laughs> That's really um, nice. So, um, uh, I mean, going, going back to, I guess, you've just mentioned about Section 28, and you said about, you know, the Thatcher government, but before that you talked about, um, sorry, it was the Lady Mary, I think. Mary, I yeah, yeah, yeah. White oh, her. You know, So yes. you're growing up in an environment where, or in a world where you are gay, you, 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 know, you're, you know who you are, and actually you've got all this negativity around you. How, you know, knowing you feel different, how do you deal with that? How do you almost, you know, are you constantly watching over your shoulder trying to think, you know, are you thinking do people know? Are, you know, are you on guard all the time or?
1: The one thing it didn't do for either of us was make us feel bad about being gay. Okay, that's A good. A lot of people... Um, Young people in particular thought that the rest of the world must be right, and they were wrong, Mm. and that they were living their lives in some sort of perverted way. I never thought that, right from the beginning. I always thought, (coughs) excuse me, I always thought right from the beginning that this is the way I was, and that the rest of the world ought to realise it. And I think that's fueled a lot of the protests that I've done in my lifetime by um, uh, writing letters to newspapers, writing to bishops, and so on. When <laughs> they make ridiculous comments about gay people, um, to to give the impression, I think, that uh, there was absolutely nothing wrong with being the way we were, mm. and that the time should come
0: when relationships
1: like ours ought to be recognised.
0: Yeah. I think it's really interesting you say say that and I think you know I grew up in a, a few decades later but I think when I when I grew up um I I definitely did feel a sense of shame in my teens um I think because I had these emotions that I didn't quite know what to do do about mm-hmm. them so I can't imagine growing up feeling that way in the time that you were yes. because to have all of that, I mean, yes, there was still a lot going on in the press, and I think I remember being a teenager and there was a, a gay kiss on the television, and it was front-page news, oh my goodness, complaints from Ofcom, you know, gay kiss, and I remember, you know, there's still stuff going on, but mm-hmm. I think I've been relatively lucky to have grown up in a time where things have been much more accepting, so I can't imagine having those feelings and then having the weight of those other issues in the background as well that must have been incredibly difficult mm-hmm. at times. It time. was, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes,
2: and, and you had to pretend, that was the thing, you had to pretend all the time Mm. that you were just simply nothing more than just good friends Friends. I mean uh, you always had to wherever you were living you had to keep two beds made up you had to have two bedroom lights on every night Um, and this all went on from 1963 when we first met for four years until the law was changed in 1967 to allow without being a criminal or being put into prison um, uh, to um,
0: to live openly, mm. did that feel like a weight? Like, because I can only imagine, like, well, you know, living the life you live now to feel that restraint must be really tough. You know, it did. It, but, was, but it really was. was, still was it was
2: difficult.
1: It, it had just been part of the world as we knew yes. it. Yeah, we Nothing didn't, had we ever didn't been know different. anything. We didn't
2: know anything otherwise, different. did we? No, it was the <laughs> way things were, and we had just lived through it. We'd been very careful, and um, uh, perhaps we had, uh, need to say um, to. to uh,
1: follow on from what we were saying right at the beginning, that we met in Ipswich when I was a curate and Albert was living at home and I was living in Diggs. We then thought this can't go on. If we're going to be together, we've got to live together and we've got to find somewhere where we can live together. It would have been impossible in those days for Albert to have said to his parents, um, I'm in love with another man. We thought, I want to move out and we want to live together. Um, and he certainly couldn't come to uh, where I lived with this fierce woman. <coughs> it wouldn't have been accepted. So we thought, right, we've got to move away, we've got to find another job. So where do we go? What was the answer?
2: And we thought, of course. London. We thought, well, where can we be anonymous? And you lived in London since nineteen sixty three. We have lived yep. in London since nineteen sixty three. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, as as it turned out, David uh, got a, a move uh, into a second curacy in in North London, um, and he was given half the vicarage as part of his living. And of course, I was going to look for. I was going to be working in Chingford, and I was going to be looking for somewhere, a bedsit or something, where I could live. But we could at least be together. Mm. Uh, in the same city, um, but uh, of course, uh, I I came I went to London, and um, uh, when I got home from work one day, David said, "The vicar said to me today why 'Why doesn't Albert come and live in the in the place with you?'" Um, and I said, uh, "Good heavens, really? But he <laughs> it's part of your it's part of your job." And he said, "Well, there's plenty of room," said the vicar, "and there's no reason why you." You shouldn't both be sharing the place together. There and are two bedrooms, are there? There are two bedrooms, <laughs> yes. He said there are two bedrooms.
0: So, did he know um, you were together? As, uh, no, no, okay, no, okay. No, okay. no, okay. I had please, no idea of This
2: was the 1960s. No, but, um, but of course, I then said, oh, Well, yes, but I would be paying a rent or something if I was elsewhere. Um, I can't just live here for nothing. And so I said to the vicar, I said, What? Um, I said, it's very kind of you to say that we I could share uh, half of church house with uh, with David, but um, I need to pay you something. And he said, well, there are no means to do so. And I said, well, why don't I put a substantial rent in, say, a, a, thank- in a giving envelope and just place it in the plate on a Sunday morning? And yes. I said, and that's how I paid my rent. Of mm. course, it meant for the while we were there. The church, um, well, they had quite a few... Pounds more coming in. Some generous donations. The, yes. yes. And how long did you
0: live in that house? Well, we only lived there for one year. Okay. Um,
2: because at that point, David was beginning, having done the first curacy in, in, in Ipswich, and now um, the best part of a year. Um, oh, no, 63, we met, 67, yeah. So just, just about a year. Um, and we said, well, David wanted to start retraining into social work. And um, uh, so we thought, well, we'd have to find somewhere mm-hmm. else to live. And, uh, and we did. We found a flat which we rented um, in North London. Um, and after we'd been paying rent for about two years, we thought, we've got no money, but I wonder. I wonder if we might just be able to cobble together a, a few pounds and get something to start buying it. Um, uh, David's mother had come into a little bit of money from the death of one of her uncles. £1,000. £1, £1, right. wow. well, yeah. yes." And well, We said to her, well, uh, we're going to have to get a mortgage. And um, we worked out and we thought, well, we need a substantial mortgage. Um, and we spoke to the landlord and we said, um, uh, we, we'd like to buy the flat if you are willing to sell it. The only problem we have is, is of course, um, the, the mortgage and uh, in those days, of course, it was un- impossible to get a joint mortgage.
0: And what year, what year was this, 1964
2: 68, about 67, 68. Must oh, have been. Yeah.
0: Yes, oh.
2: yeah, something like 68. Yes, I, early 70s probably. It was, it was okay. oh, maybe 70s, early 70s, early 70s, 70s by yes. that time, wasn't mm. okay. it? Yeah. Mm. Um, well. We said to David's mum, can you loan us £200? Um, Which would pay towards solicitors' fees. Um, And of course, because it couldn't be got in in, um, two people's name, uh, unrelated people, um, uh, David wasn't earning sufficient money to um, get the mortgage we needed. But the landlord um, uh, was an estate agent, also, and it was he, fortunate. And, and it was fortunate. I mean, we realized we've had, you know, a little bit of luck on the way. Mm-hmm. And he, um, he said, don't worry. He said, I'll, um, I'll sort it. And so he did. And so we then got um, a mortgage, all in David's name. Yeah. But to safeguard me, because of course, <laughs> anything could have happened. David could have had uh, some sort of injury, sustained a severe brain damage say that he has no idea who I am, get this man out of the house, and I would lose my home. Mm. And so we drew up with the solicitor an agreement that although the, um, the flat was in the name of David, uh, he was paying the mortgage, I was also exactly half share of it. Yeah. And, uh, and yes, and we lived there for 16 years, paying the rent paying the, the, the um, mortgage. mortgage and then we um, we decided we'd like to have a big garden and uh, and a house and so we sold the flat, we made a bit of profit on that and put the, the profit down um, as another deposit by now we could get a joint mortgage legally um, with the state's blessing in those days then and um, We've now been living in our present home for 35 years. Wow, amazing.
0: So if you go... I think what I'm hearing from all of that is it's, you're very... It's very progressive, almost. It's like you made a decision. You're like, right, we're going to do this. We're going to live here by the flat. Yes. Um, and I guess one thing we talked about when we were planning this podcast, and I mentioned the film, the... Um, or the the programme, The Man in the Orange Shirt, the BBC oh, yes. drama. Mm-hmm. Where... And probably the case for so many people where they couldn't live the life they wanted to live. And actually, they had to make one life and have a secret life and I guess that that is a really lovely it's kind of poignant but very sad um, kind of film I guess that one isn't it around Mm. you know this guy is married to this lady but he's secretly in love with someone that he was in the army with and Mm. so did you I mean just going back slightly did you ever ever consider that you may have to have a separate a a different life or was it always just no no we are this is where we're going this is what we're going to be doing and well never because I guess there's so many people you must have know that were in that situation yes Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes.
1: Um, well, I think we'll probably talk later about um, yeah. the group that we used to belong to where we yes. met other people who were in situations. But we much never had really any
2: doubt about we... our relationship. No. Um, and we never, of course, um, we never came out. We never actually opened our mouths and said to anyone, not even to any of the family this is who I am, mm-hmm. and this is what our relationship is. Mm-hmm. We never did that. Um, I think we'll, we'll talk later about when that happened. Mm. And when it happened, it just didn't happen in a small way. No. It, it happened in a national way. Yeah. Um, but no, we, we, we just had a, a focus, we knew what we wanted to do in life, and, and we just carry on, carried on doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so talk to me about um again we are going back slightly to the sixties we' talk yeah. to me about we've talked about the, you know homosexuality being a criminal offense and yes. you know how yes. it almost yes. sounds barbaric talking about it you know with where we 're living right now yes. um and unthinkable so you 're living in that in that world you've you've got a house together you 're moving through daily life, going to work, having this secret where it must be a burden on it your is. shoulder you know yes. trying to be make sure that no one finds out, mm, yes. and then it's decriminalized in yes. 1967 mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. so mm-hmm. does life change dramatically or is it still very much no, the no, same no, 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 no not no, at all of yeah. it
1: may have been decriminalized but people's attitudes so no, 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 people's same. attitudes yeah. never
0: changed yeah. and
2: um, and we yes we just carried on uh, living in that sort of secretive way um, we had never been. Two people who ever frequented um, nightclubs. It wasn't. It just wasn't on our agenda. That was the point. You yeah. know. You know we, we just lived the way we did mm-hmm.
0: together. Were um, you ever subject to any kind of abuse or like victimisation? Did you ever feel well, attacked in any way? By not anyone?
2: until not until we sold the flat after sixteen years and went to live in our new house, um, and that was in nineteen eighty three. When we first moved in, yes, we did have the youth, the local youth um, uh, throwing abuse at us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but it is typical teenage um, uh, abuse. They don't really know any better. Mm -hmm. They've got it maybe from their own families, from their parents, and by the general climate against gay people at the time. I mean, I would be working in the front garden, uh, in those early days in 1983 84 and youth would come along and say oh do you sleep together and all these sort of things and uh, I wouldn't take any notice I said oh you're just talking nonsense you know for good sake grown up mm-hmm. but um, but yes I mean we just moved uh, into London in um, in 67 and then, Um, We'd been living in London, as I say, not going to clubs. And then um, a a clergy friend who David had known in his early years in Portsmouth, um, he um, contacted us and said um, that there was a group that was going to start um, meeting in in a religious foundation um, in the East End. And this was going to be something that he wanted to... um, get gay people to come along to as a social evening. Yeah. It, wasn't a, it wasn't a gay club, a nightclub, or anything like that. It was just simply a social evening where people could meet together with like-minded people and to um, have some dancing, some nice music at the time, some refreshments and it did a tremendous amount of good. The referrals came through the um, various uh, charitable organisations, one of which was the Samaritans, mm-hmm. because of course Samaritans were getting young people who were confused about their sexuality, many of them on the point of suicide, um, uh, and some of those people uh, were also sent along. We, we have to say this was in
1: 1969, which was yes. two years after the, um, the, the law had changed. Yes, in sixty seven. Um, so there was no possibility that we could have been prosecuted for... No, heavy. no, we
0: would not have been illegal, kind of cool. no,
2: but no. We, we still had to be very careful. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, did that kind of evening feel... Because it's quite it, bold, isn't it, going yeah. from that yes. to... And it's like there's no event where other gay guys... But it did,
2: it, did mean, it did mean for one Saturday night a week, um, it, it meant a release. Mm-hmm. It, re- it really did mean a, a make a release for people. Um, and then, of course, uh, amongst the groups, they were saying, "Wouldn't it be nice if we could eat meat more often?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, couldn't we sort of meet midweek? Well, that wasn't possible. Um, but then we sort of hit on the idea. Well, why don't we have a few um, house groups? Um, and we were living in the flat at the time, so we didn't have a, a, a tremendous amount of room. But we said, "Well, yes, we could have a group in in, in our spare bedroom," and. Um, and so, for about two, two and a half years, every Wednesday evening, all we had to do was provide tea, coffee, and a few nibbles, and we would have about a half a dozen people come just for a nice little get together mm-hmm. um, and My goodness, I mean, through those two and a half years, I lost count of how many people came to our group mm-hmm. i mean it, it did a lot of good. Um, Some very nervous people. Some very suicidal people.
0: I was going to say, were they kind of, and were there people that were openly gay, or in kind of married uh, relationships? Some were married. Some
2: some were married. I mean, yes, we had a man who was a married man, whose wife fully accepted he had um, bisexuality um, in his life, and she was quite happy for him to come on a Wednesday, just to meet, and, and just to meet people of. How he also felt mm-hmm. comfortable with, yeah. and um, yes, and it was nice, you know, and and we used to try and go to town at, uh, at um, Easter time, and I'd make some um, uh, hot cross buns, and at Christmas time I'd make mince pies and sort of. The famous sauce. hot cross buns. Just to the just to sort sauce. of um, uh, make it more yeah, sort festive. of homely, yeah, um, and yeah, it did a lot of good and. By then, of course, uh, more and more sort of uh, clubs were opening. There was a little bit more um, acceptability coming in, and um, uh, so it just naturally folded, really. Yeah. Um, and we, in fact, stopped um, going to the the Saturday evening because it wasn't needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, um, I mean. The, the we had this midweek Wednesday
1: group but I must say it took up a lot of our time as well oh, yeah. well it took um, up time in between because uh, a yes, lot of the people who came because we had many phone
2: calls throughout the week
0: from people who had been okay. um, but uh, are you still friends with anyone that came to those yes. events yes. yes oh, well, amazing. Yes. 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 oh right. gosh yes we are still friends with, with a lot of people
1: in um, fact we, we until then we didn't really know any other gay people on the first evening that we went to, to this uh, foundation in the East End to um, to meet on a Saturday night, we were terrified, weren't we? We were, yes. We walked around the streets, very nervously thinking, what are we going to find when mm-hmm. we walk yes. in there? But we, we braved it in the end and walked in, and of course we didn't have been that nervous. No, but was... we didn't know a single gay person. No. That's and
0: I think what you're talking... It's funny, because you're talking about this, and it, we talk about the sense of community, and actually, you know obviously involved in Pride at the moment for Suffolk and, you know, we have the LGBT communities in, in organisations now, yeah. it's quite a normal thing but this actually is quite unique of that time, there was no, no real community it no. was really a lot of people living a life which they weren't really sure if they could, probably yeah. lots of, um, you know difficulties in doing so, so then to come together yes. and start this community is probably how it began in some respects yes. you know, there, yeah. there was
1: no such thing really as a gay community I no. remember in the early days of EastEnders. Remember EastEnders? Yes. Still (laughs) alive. We used to watch it in those days, right from the start. And uh, they were quite um, brave because they had a a gay relationship quite near the beginning of uh, of EastEnders. It was Michael Cashman. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Now, Lord Cashman. Lord Cashman, yes. the actor in it. Um, And somebody in it um, uh, heard a reference to the gay community and he said because he was being gay himself he said well tell me where this gay community is what underground line is it on because <laughs> I'd like to meet
0: them <laughs> uh, well, and it was like that Why? why so, I and mean, that's in the 80s so yeah. you know, that's 20 years on from when you start having your meetings so yes, why yeah. do you think it was so difficult to form that community over that period what do you think was the barrier to making that successful
2: well it was just the I don't know, the society just still hadn't moved on, I think. I mean,
1: although we try to normalise our relationship, and there is absolutely nothing that is abnormal about us at all. We're just ordinary human beings. But if if you're at work and you're male and you fancy another male in that work, how do you chat him up?
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's she's, exactly the same. Yeah. You can't do it. No.
1: If he was a girl, you could invite her out. Yeah, but how do you meet other people? It's it's almost as difficult today as it was then, mm-hmm. because a lot of people say, "Oh, well, you're lucky you met, and we are lucky because of because of the accidental way we did meet." But how do you meet like-minded people? I don't know.
0: We've said the same actually, because you know we met at a party. Yeah. Mutual friends turned into a friendship, turned into a relationship, ended in marriage. Yeah, great, but actually, if I wasn't in that situation, I don't know how no. or how I would and how difficult it would no. be to actually no. meet someone. No. I think it would be no. really, really challenging. Yeah. Um, and also, I wonder as well, I mean, you know, one of the things I'm seeing from being a part of Pride and what I'm actually really enjoying is getting to know other people in the community, whether they're actually they identify or whether they're allies, because actually, it me it brings a sense of wow there's a real I don't know, a longing for that sense of community now people mm. really want to get involved and really want to make a change and a difference but I think actually growing up and then you know in my early 20s I probably didn't think too much about a community I was very much like it doesn't affect me I, I don't need to be a part of that but actually yes. I think it probably is more important than, than ever to be a part of something especially when you are you know in a unique situation or like being in a same-sex relationship you know Yes, we need to be support a uh, support for each other. We need to be yes. each other's allies. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. yes,
1: yes. I mean, the way a lot of people meet nowadays is um, through through um, uh, their telephones. Yes,
0: um, well, dating apps. Dating, apps, dating apps, that's what they're called. Yes. Yeah. and okay, they're I, would have, awesome.
1: I would have thought that they were fairly dangerous, but it's not the way I like to meet someone. I just like to meet someone
2: as I met Albert, as yeah. um, become
1: a friend in and, a natural way. I in mean, we, way, we do
2: count our blessings, yeah, of course. Really. When yeah. we look back from where we started, and now, after well, it is now 56 years, we met 56 years ago. Um, mm-hmm well it will be no it is yes Uh, 18th of February 1963 Um, and it will be 56 years of betrothal if you like together on the 4th of December December, this year that's amazing and and we're hoping I mean (laughs) it will never happen but if David can carry on living I mean he's 83 now and I'm 77 but if he can continue with the health he's got and I can do the same and we can just get after December of this year, another four years, we will notch up 60 years. Yes. Now, I don't think we will be getting anything from the Queen to celebrate a diamond relationship. I don't think we will. But, um, but yes, I think, uh, I don't know what, I, I just feel I'd want to do something totally, totally outrageous <laughs> now, um, uh, to celebrate 60 years because... People say to us, oh, you're amazing. We're not amazing. We're just two ordinary old men now. Um, but um, uh, but yes, we do realise just how fortunate we were um, that David should knock on my door on that evening of 1963. And um, from that, a 10-month old-fashioned type courtship. And at, in the end, we realise this is what it is. And we commit, we totally commit. And in those early days, of course, you had to be careful with what you wore, um, in the way of rings and so on. And I remember, in our within months of moving to uh, to London in nineteen sixty six, we um, uh, we went into a park. We bought a couple of gold rings um, from a jeweler's and we placed the rings on our fingers um, and said, yeah, this is, this is it. We, this is our sort of... Because you had to do it for yourself. Yeah, Nobody was going to accept it. we just thought, yes, I now feel like a married person. That's okay. how I feel now, mm-hmm. more like a married person. Um, and I know people would look. I mean, we, we, even today, even today, it's noticeable how you can sit on the, on the tube trains in London um, and the number of times I've seen two people sitting next to each other, a girl and a boy, man and a woman, two boys, two girls, and they spot a wedding ring on my finger. Two men look across. Oh, they're both wearing identical rings. Nudge the person next to them. And then you have eyes, all of these eyes looking mm-hmm. down at you. You mm-hmm. know, um, it still, it still fascinates people. Yeah, that that
0: sort of relationship
2: can can happen.
0: Do you think it's Do you think it's about being gay, or do you think that anyone different in public? It's it a fascination me, to people. Yeah, if yes, you're, if you're not I the norm, think so. it, yes, I think, yeah, it's, you know. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I anyone that's different is. stands out. and yes. mm. but I don't know about you, but I quite, quite like that. Now I kind well, of embrace it's nice. that. I think it's, it is. Oh no, yes.
2: it, it is nice. Yeah. Mm. it is really nice. I think that
0: maybe it was a time where you know you almost try and you know we want the same you know equality. You want the you want to be treated like yes. every other person. But yes. I think there you can't deny that actually. The relationships that you you have and the relationship that we have is different to every other relationship and yes. actually but it's, it's a lot more common and a lot normal than, than people yeah. think and make yes. out um but actually it's quite unique and actually I, I quite have embraced that I think over the years I try, really tried to fit in and, and don't make me out to be different but now I think no, i you know that is that's me that's a part of my life yes. so I'm fine yes. with it if you want yes. to stare stare you know it's yeah. uh yeah. one of those things so I think going back slightly um you know, you've talked about your relationship in fifty five years or fifty six this year. Yeah. Do you feel the, the, the difficult times, the kind of going through the decades where there was, was university you know, and, and, and issues, you know, do you think that made you stronger as a couple? Oh well, I
2: think so. Yeah. Yes. I think it must have done.
0: Really. What what, what do you think what, what was that? What what did that strength feel like? What did you did do you feel like you had something to prove? Or do you think that it was it made you more committed and more um you know, we're actually we're gonna do this for us? It, it, well,
1: yes, and we feel now that we're not alone, that there are other people yeah, who feel yeah. the same as we do, yeah. and that, that um, let's,
2: let's do it together. It's so yeah. much more... It is so much more open still yeah. um, now than, than it was, but of course it's still, it's still not 100% mm. throughout the whole of society, yeah. because there's so much of society that is still against people... Of same-sex relationships. Yeah. Um, I mean the, one, the biggest block is really the church. Mm-hmm. Religion of course all is at the yes. forefront of all religion, yes all religion is at the forefront of prejudice in every way mm-hmm. um, and well I, I don't know uh, it may never change in our lifetime mm-hmm. but what has changed um, it, it, yes, it, it makes us feel more joyous than yeah, of course. we ever thought it would be, yeah really. Um, and of course, uh, we said about um, how secretive we were, and um, and we'd never, never spoken to my families, or mm-hmm. David's family, about this is our relationship. We just accepted that they knew we were very close. Uh, they. Possibly put a, a name to it they, my, my family particularly would not have perhaps understood it mm-hmm. um, but we never had to speak uh, about our relationship we just accept we're together this is who we are you either love us or you don't yeah. my mother uh, referred to Albert when she was talking to other she people did. as,
1: as um, my adopted son yes and, and, my, <laughs> mother, and my mother hmm.
2: used to see you as, as just another son, didn't she? Mm. Um, and, it, and it really was, <laughs> after we'd been together for 34 years, mm. um, I think you were, you, were, you were talking about it and, and were thinking you, you wanted to sort of know a bit about how it came about um, when we went on television. Uh, and this happened completely out of the blue because it wasn't meant for us. It was meant for f- a friend of ours who was unable to do it, but it was all a huge rush job because they wanted an item on Newsnight in 1997 um, to um, uh, just say a, thing, a, a, a few things about gay relationships and what, what problems about property, they would it? have about in sharing properties. properties. Yes, yeah.
1: um, the, 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 you'll, you'll notice that um, whenever an issue of any kind comes up, the BBC have always got the same people that they go to. If, it, if it's about um, uh, consumer affairs, they go to someone from which. Uh, if it was someone, uh, if it was a subject of sexuality, they would a- always go to our friend Michael. Um, and there's always someone from the London School of Economics, if it's an economic question. They always go to the same mm-hmm. figures which all come up. So they knew our friend Michael as the person that they go to when an issue of homosexuality was coming up and they wanted him and his partner to go on Newsnight that night and talk about property. And Michael said, no, it's my birthday. I'm not coming, we've got plans. And they said, right, well, do you know anybody else who could do it? And so he gave our names and our telephone number and Newsnight rang us
2: and yes and, and because it was such a rush job because it was going to be going out within hours of of, of that day and um, uh, so we said well David uh, yes David looked across the hall and said it's news night and, and they want to come and interview us and without hesitation I don't know what I was thinking I I just felt very bold all of a sudden oh my goodness yes <laughs> it's about issues to do with gay people and property rights, this is what, I think it's about time, I stood up personally, we stood up together and said, yes, we we, we don't have horns on our head, we are normal people like everyone else, and that's exactly what happened. Within the hour, um, a, a little film crew, uh, an interviewer came, they did some uh, prissy little things in the garden and me making tea and interviewed us and just wanted to know uh, a few things about us as a, as a gay couple um, and what we felt about property rights and so on. I mean, we we weren't really uh, the ones to be speaking to in some ways because we didn't have a, an issue. We, we had a joint mortgage for our home. But... Um, but no, I, I just felt this This was important. And I never thought for a moment, oh my goodness, this is going to be on national television. Mm-hmm. And Newsnight is, is shown throughout the world. Yeah, That was the hit, the, mm-hmm. the thing. Um, and um, yes, and they, they did the recording. And at 10.30 that evening, um, they saw a little bit of us uh, being interviewed and so on. And, um, uh, but it, what amazed us was we were recognized. We went shopping at Safeways uh, on the Saturday morning and complete stranger. I saw this man looking at me and, and I thought, well, I don't know, I don't know you. Um, I mean, I began to think, is this a sort of pickup? But, um, <laughs> but it wasn't until David arrived along the aisle that he saw David's face as well. And obviously he thought, that one and that one I've seen them both together recently and it was only a matter of two days before Um, and he came up to me and said "Um, you were on news night and I said yes 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 we were and he said oh congratulations well done.
0: Um and that was it.
2: And, and no, no nothing else said.
0: And that's a really good point because we've just watched it, haven't we? And yeah. you know, there was you know, I think it was really great and we, we really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. But to say well done, I mean, you know, it sounds seems very strange to say that because it's the 90s but actually the the lady that was on there that was opposing exactly you know was so rude and just so awful Awful. (laughs) you know and it's like actually there's still a need for people to say well done because you put yourself out there to to try and even yes it didn't affect you guys but actually you were speaking up for the community and that was really important Um, and there's still people out there with a a very very narrow minded attitude that well actually gay people shouldn't have the same rights as um, as heterosexual couples I mean it's just it's ridiculous yes Yes, and
2: I mean they just um had an interview after showing our little clip um in the studio and and uh, Peter snow was interviewing the um the director of Stonewall and one of the labor MPs at the time and um uh, and another person who was totally in opposition to anything we stood for um <laughs> and then um uh, and that was that mm-hmm. but i said i you know i, I what amazed me, I just thought, well, this is going out locally, it's in our, our country. I said, and then we get a phone call the next morning from uh, somebody we knew who was in Brussels. And he, he said, What were you doing on Newsnight? And we said, well, What do you know about it? He said, Well, I watched Newsnight last night. Um, you went global. So, and there is. <laughs> I mean, Jim from Northern Ireland. And, and Jim and, yes, wow. a friend Michael of ours in Northern Ireland. They the had Lake seen District, and Michael and Moira uh, in yeah. Lincoln. Um, yes, I mean it was, it was quite. Good. And at that moment, for the first time in my life, I think I felt my goodness are coming out, and I felt yeah. proud. And then what was so lovely was nieces and nephews ringing up. And as I say, we had never ever said to any one of our family, "This is who we, we are, and this is what our relationship is." They just accepted it. And of course, by nineteen ninety seven, we thought, well, there's quite a bit going on. In, in the press um, they are not uh, too young to be reading certain things anyway mm-hmm. um, and they probably put two and two together and, and thought yes I think our uncles are like that um, I, I said but but it was, it was so gratifying to then get phone calls from nieces and nephews and say, oh uncle you know we've never spoken about this but how brave of you and, yeah. and really it wasn't no, I don't see it as being brave. I just felt I don't know. We've been together thirty four years. It's about time we, we we came you know became honest mm. and said to the rest of the country as we thought it was. Um, but then parts of the world as well. <laughs> this is this is who we are, yeah. and um, it's about time people you know accepted us because there was nothing to, uh, yeah. to be against us for. No,
0: and that, and you know you're saying it's not brave. I think it is brave. It's you know. Um, everyone's got their own personal story but actually they're walking into, into Safeway that guy could have been quite the opposite to of how course, he was of yes of you course. Know, you yes, are yes. you're putting yourself out. even us doing this podcast today we're having a general conversation about yes. something that's meaningful to us but people may listen to this and not agree and yes. with our views and the, I think you people us out, absolutely out there right and I mean
2: he could have been quite the opposite mm. and I could have ended up with um, with a knife in my back yeah because he was maybe uh, mentally disturbed mm. Uh, And didn't like gay people, Mm -hmm. um, or just any other reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely. um, And did you feel the same as well, David, around the coming out? You know, did it feel quite lovely for you as well that kind of personal moment of this is actually official? Yes,
1: we felt somehow more relaxed. I did feel more relaxed. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm. Yeah. And I did feel well. If people don't like it, then. That's their problem. Yeah, sod them. Sod them, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes. it should be, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I've always really felt like that. And I do sympathise with people who, who have felt shame about their their sexuality, but <coughs> yes, I don't think we've I ever never felt have. that, have we? No.
0: Never. No. So let's move on then to 21st of December 2005. So this is the date where the civil partnership becomes available for all same-sex couples in the UK. How did that feel to you as a couple that have been together for such a long time? Well, it's hard it, again to be put
2: into words really. I mean it meant everything because at long last I felt that we were now recognised by the state um, in our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been together all those years um, with everything against us and, um, and now uh, I felt that It it was acceptable. Mm -hmm.
1: But Um, mainly, really, the reason we did it was, of course, that that was part of it, but the main reason, really, was legal and financial.
2: Yes, that was the other
1: issue, financially and legal times. If one of us had died prior to civil partnership, then the other one would have had an enormous uh, tax bill
2: Yes. right in inheritance yes I mean that and you know not we're not the only people I mean other people have said the same thing that without the civil partnerships in 19 in 2005 then um, uh, as David says one of us dies the other one whose home it is anyway mm-hmm. we had a, we have a joint mortgage but would still have to take over that yeah. property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, inheritance tax would be would be massive. And, and here we are in, in our own home having to pay massive inheritance mm-hmm. tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and Just wrong. Uh, our dear friend, who couldn't go on
1: Newsnight because it was his birthday, he, he died, I'm afraid to say, a few years ago, but um, he and his partner uh, did a civil partnership he shouldn't have done because he was a vicar, but he did, and they did. And when he died, it meant that his civil partner
0: had, had, to, be be died, had
1: to be provided for by the church. Yes. Okay. If he hadn't, he would have been kicked out of the vicarage.
0: Wow, okay. So, so it the gave the, reason, the rights we are talking about so the result, earlier. Yes, exactly. the result
2: of that yeah. was that, of course, um, our friend uh, had to Go from the vicarage mm-hmm. um, because the vicarage had gone with with our friend um, mm-hmm. Michael's um, living, um, but um, uh, what the church had to do was recognise our other friend yeah. Raymond, and uh, they did. They bought a flat. And he now owns three quarters of that flat. Amazing. Yeah, and, mm. That's fantastic. Uh, you know, a quarter is still owned by the, yeah, by the church.
1: We still felt um, it wasn't quite what we would have wanted. That yes, marriage, that, like anyone else, would have been better. Yes. But that we thought it was the most we can ever... Expect yes. to achieve yes. in our
0: lifetime. Yes. But I guess, it, you know, and you, you've talked earlier about, you know, buying rings and kind of exchanging yeah. those personally. Anyway, I mean, you felt married, you, yes. you know, you, yes. you've been together for such a long time. It's almost yes. just cemented that, didn't it? But it must yes. have felt like a victory of, yes. wow, we're actually being recognised, we're being treated as we, we ought to be, and yeah. we get to celebrate our love and yeah. do that publicly. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, and
1: had a little party to celebrate. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: So how did it then feel to 2014 to be able to registered for equal marriage, so converted oh, well, to a partnership. It
2: was just to be completely um, uh, equal. Yeah. That, that made it absolutely completely equal it was, to you know, on the cake, marriage it? Mm. throughout the centuries. Yeah. That was, that's how it felt. Yeah. The, the, the word married could now be applied to what we had been together since 1963, in yeah. effect. Um, so, yes, it, it, it meant everything.
0: Mm. And, um, uh, I think the interesting thing we talked about earlier was around, and you know, I wanted to make this point again, again is that um, you conversed on the day you could, so I think it was 10th of December or uh, sometime the, in yes, December, you yes, could do that. Yes, because they
2: brought in that marriage between same-sex couples could take place as from the March of 2014. Yeah. And then um, people who had done civil partnerships... Also, turn that into marriage and that was backdated. And it was backdated, yes. Which and and best we best had to do that yeah. on the 10th of December yeah. of that same year, 2014.
0: Yeah. I think we, you know, um, yeah. so we got married in, oh, I say married, civil partnership in 2010, mm-hmm. and the legislation changed in 2014. But it was a few, it was actually last year that we converted ours. I and I think, yeah, so I wanted to kind of make that point because I think that we felt married. We, we already felt that when we had our civil partnership, we were married and yeah. we had that union. Um, and I think for us, if we had talked about it and we said, well, you know, this is a nice thing to do, it would be great. But I didn't, I didn't necessarily think it would make us feel any different as a couple. No. But I think for me, watching the film Pride, and I mentioned this to you on the um, phone, Yes. It... Having seen that that story in film, and I reflected on the, the people that had lost their lives in the 80s, and people yes, that had really fought I for guess. equal rights, mm. and I just thought, you know, this is not just about us, it's so much no. bigger than that, it's it for is, every yeah. person it that is. has put their hand up and said, we deserve to be counted, we deserve yes. to have equal rights. Yes. So I think, as a maybe a younger generation, feeling that I didn't have the obstacles that you guys had, mm-hmm. I ne- probably didn't necessarily seem the, the need to convert it straight away but no, that but film made me reflect on that I thought, like, no, no this is the right that, thing yes. to do it doesn't matter about what you what you feel this is about actually equality and, yes. and doing the right thing and, it and does make it. um and actually it was lovely and we celebrated by having a lovely chicken pie from Marks and Spencer's oh, and yes. we had a nice dinner oh, in the geez. evening it was yes. a bit more low key to the yes. uh, the actual yes. wedding day that we yes. had but yeah. it was yes. it was lovely yeah. and again it's you know it's talking about you know we call each other we always said husbands but it, mm. again it makes it more official yes. doesn't it it's yes. you're not just someone's partner oh
2: i absolutely love it yeah. i really do if i have to meet any um Official person, you know, doctors, surgeries, uh, any sort of things I might go to a hospital for, um, and uh, they they say, uh, well, yes, I mean, people have sometimes said um, when I've said um, uh, my husband, um, you 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 can just get raised eyebrows occasionally, Mm. but. Most of the time, my experience is that they don't blink an eye. Mm. Um, Oh, oh, I see, yes,
0: right. Um, uh, I think it's actually really... That's an interesting point you raised there and something that I reflected on last year when I did a video for for work around Pride. We talked about coming out and what coming out means at work. Mm. And, you know, you talked about coming out earlier. We came out, you know, to our families when we were in our 20s. Um... But I, as a gay person, I don't believe you ever stop coming out. I think you come out every time you have a new job, you meet new people, oh, yes, yes, you have a new absolutely. manager. You you know, talking about your everyday life becomes mm. um, more difficult to someone that's maybe in a, same sex, I'm sorry, a heterosexual relationship because you aren't the everyday norm to, to a lot yes, of people. Yes. So I make sure that when I have conversations at work with new people or um, I meet people that I've, I've not met before, I talk about, you know, my husband or... Um, because I want them to know exactly who I am. Yes. But but that, that that is a burden, I think, on of gay people. You're having to come out every time that you um, you meet someone new yeah. or you have a yeah. conversation yeah. about yes. something which is mm. so normal for everyone else, mm. you know? Mm. I think that's actually a, um, what maybe some people don't appreciate. It's actually quite a difficult thing. Yes. Um, yeah.
2: Because
0: you say people may raise eyebrows or you might get... Well, the, you might, yes. Yeah. But more
2: often than not, it, it, doesn't. it isn't. It's yeah. just,
0: Absolutely. just acceptable
2: that that uh, two gay women uh, will have wives. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Two gay men
2: uh, will be calling each other husbands.
0: Absolutely. Um, So what about things like... Because there's been a massive change in cinema, um, and we've had some great films over the last few years. We've had uh, Call Me By Your Name, Love, Simon, Moonlight, and lots of others as well, which maybe aren't as mainstream, but these ones definitely have been. Um, You know, why do you think it's so important to have... LGBT films in the cinema or on on the TV well I think because
2: I mean film is something that everybody embraces yeah and um, to have films unlike the the old days in the 20s 30s 40s of man and women man and woman together um, in relationships and romances uh, to have the same thing seen by uh, the public two men mm-hmm. or even two women mm-hmm. as we're now getting in a number of um, films um, I mean it's just so p- important in that it totally normalises everything
0: it's culture it's everyday it is life total, isn't it? it yes it is mm-hmm.
1: yes there should be more there, there, there should be many many more the, only, the, the film you mentioned Love, Simon is the only one that I know of where um, where the gay couple had a happy ending Yes. Well, um, yes. Normally they don't. Yeah. In all the other films you mentioned, broke I mean, Brokeback, for example. And, yes, of uh, course. You know, yes. All, they're all uh, somebody dies. They have a sad, sad end, somebody And commits. They, i Gosh, I remember a film that hasn't been shown on television for oh decades. I think it was called. Um, no, I can't remember what it's called <laughs> now. Um, but it was a, a, it was a Lillian Hellman story about two. Spinster teachers who ran a school together, and uh, uh, one of the girls um, wrongly assumed that they were in a relationship, and uh, um, told the authorities, and there were all sorts of problems happened, and all the the pupils left the school, and eventually one of the teachers, who was I think Shirley McLean, confessed to uh, the other teacher that. She had had these feelings. And the very next day they went into a room and she was hanging. Um, Now, (laughs) why do they always have have to end up like
0: that? Yeah, Yeah. we need more happy endings. We need more happy endings. Because there are many, many more happy endings. Uh, And, uh, you know,
2: whoever listens to this podcast, um, uh, I'm quite sure a lot of people listening to us today will say... Um, well, that was no different for me. Uh, that was no different for me, um, and that's quite true. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is. It is. We hope becoming more and more a normal
0: thing to hear about. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you think you've got a film? Do you reckon your relationship could be a film? Oh, oh. I, don't know. <laughs> it's I so ordinary. don't know. It is just so ordinary. Yes, it is. What well, we've always said. It, it is. It is. I think it's ordinary, ordinary to you, ordinary. you guys because you've lived it. It doesn't feel.
2: Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel sort of. It just it's just us.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We we've never we've never sort of analyzed it. We've never thought of of us being anything special. It was it wasn't, you know, it was we couldn't have been any other way, that's the point. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have been any other way. I mean the the only thing that would have totally embraced our lives would have been to have a family. Yeah. That is that is true, because as long as I can remember, I have loved Children, I've loved babies. I I was thrilled when my mother, on my eleventh birthday, um, gave birth to a little girl, um, my sister, and um, uh, I helped my mum to nurse her and so on. And then, of course, when my sister grows up and she has two children, um, then I helped to nurse a niece and nephew, and I did the same when that niece and nephew had two children each. I've done the same with great-nephews and niece. And uh, that's, that's the only part of our entire life together that would have been nice. Yeah, if if, it would, if, we would, if we'd have lived at a, at a later time um, and we were younger th- now than then, um, then we quite possibly would have, have, have looked seriously with social services and everything else and make sure Everything was with respect to the children, and we would have adopted. Mm-hmm. you know I, I might have liked two or three children. I certainly, because of my feelings for kids, would have been to be the mother at home, uh, take them to school and have a meal, and David would just be the breadwinner
0: yeah
2: that 's how it would have been. but uh, having said that, um, it wasn 't to be We lived at a different time. we started together at a different time. Um, but I haven't personally lost out. No, no, I haven't. From from nursing my sister when I was eleven, and growing up into my teenage years, and then all the other uh, six a niece and nephew, two nephews, another nephew, and a niece. Um, I've had so much hands-on mm-hmm. with all of them. Mm-hmm. And so I don't feel I don't feel deprived.
0: I think you've made an impact with all those people as well. You know, you know, well, we share our niece yeah, and nephew. I, mean, I,
2: I think I have because you know, have. I, I don't. You know, I, I, I I'm not blowing my own Trump, but They know how much I worship them. Yeah, and I know it is returned. I, just I think know, it is. Yeah, you know, I know it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the only aspect of our entire life together since 1963 that I can say. That would have been another little bit yeah. of a plus. But I think I, I haven't. I haven't lost it. Really.
0: No, I think you've made a huge impact in that area, actually. Yeah. And I think you know, going back to what you said about you know your story being completely normal to you, I think it completely is because you've lived it. Mm. Um, I think, but I don't don't underestimate the impact of because you know I think we really respect your story and we think yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> and actually, I've spoken to people at at work and friends that I'm doing this podcast this has been the one that I've really been excited about yes. and I've talked about your relationship and they've kind of gone yeah. on, oh my goodness wow that's amazing so <laughs> yeah. to to you guys I think it's that you know you've been there you've done it it's, it's very normal but actually yes. I think you know I think it's incredibly brave how you've lived your lives and yes. you've stepped out of what was considered socially acceptable and made a life despite lots yes. of obstacles and yes. here you are today yes. able to talk about it I think it's yeah. you know it's amazing. Yeah. I, mean, I think there's a film there somewhere. Yes, yes. yes, <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, think personally, I, I think that um, uh, if if I'd, I'd like to think, uh, I mean, from what I know of you two, who are a part of our family anyway, mm-hmm. um, but um, I see in you, Andrew and Theo, I see in you us. In a way, we're diff- we're in a completely different era of time now but I see in you two us younger Mm -hmm. and that thrills me to bits it really does because whereas we have been embraced by our nieces and nephews and I know they do the same to you two I just love the idea that when we're no longer here and who knows given David's age and given my age we may not be here in a decade time but what my kids, what our kids have got, will go on oh, and it lovely. will go on with you two. Mm. That, that I truly believe, and that oh god, that, that makes my heart jump.
0: Well, it's lovely, yeah. and I, I hope it's more than a decade. But, I, <laughs> well, well uh, yeah, we, we hope know. so. Who you knows? <laughs> yeah,
2: well, given David's um, father, who did uh, get to 91 and a half.
0: Mm we hope we've got a few more years you'll, yeah. still walk, you'll be walking around London in the United still going to the <laughs> theatre, it'll be fine and, and you know if we are to take on the you know, Get the mantle the, um, the role, we mints, need to learn how to make those mints, hot cross buns and mince pies yes, <laughs> you yes, need yes. to teach us the well, recipes know, <laughs> so what advice would you give to any young person or any person because you know we assume it would be a young person struggling with their sexuality mm-hmm. but it could be someone at any age what okay. advice would you give to someone who is struggling with their sexuality?
1: Well, to go back to a rather darker area, I would say still be careful. You just never know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was saying to Theo earlier that, that in London um, we see young, young gay people snogging on the underground all the time and nobody turns a hair. It's different in different parts of the country. What, it would even be different in parts of London yes. if you were out
2: in the street doing it. Yes, You Just still have to be careful. very very careful. Don't mm-hmm. assume that no, coming right. out
1: will be received positively. No, even not even in
2: 2019, value, even yeah. to the people no, you who can't you can't be thing. absolutely certain. If yeah. you could, then it would be a different matter, but yeah. you have no idea really how coming out will be received po- whether it'll be positive. Yeah. We knew
1: somebody yeah, years and years ago, it is a long time ago, but um, he his father was a bishop and when he formed a partnership with another gay man, they thought, well, we must do the honourable thing and go and tell Dad what the situation is. And they went to see him and told him, he said, I never want to see you again. And that was a bishop. Mm. So you would have expected him to <laughs> react yeah. a bit more positively, yeah.
0: but not. And that must be just, you know, people in that situation, you can't even... Imagine it. It's just dreadful, yeah. isn't it? You yeah. know, it's dreadful yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's incredible. Even now, it's incredibly brave to come out because you yeah. are putting yourself out there. You are saying to the world, "Yes, I'm different." Mm. Well, we're talking about normalisation, and <laughs> yeah. difference, yeah. you know. But you know, different to what society, even now, may 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 think is is right or wrong. But um, it, it's a, it's a really brave thing to do, and yeah. I think you're right. Don't underestimate it. But I think. What I would say is, you know, there are, there's the other side, isn't it? It's those other situations where, you know, people are really, you know, have really loving families. And hopefully, mm-hmm. as generations evolve, and, you know, our, look at our nieces and nephews, how amazing they are. You know, when they have oh, children, think them. about how their children be brought up. Yes. Even, yes. even, you know, your niece and how yes. our niece and nephew is being mm-hmm. brought up now, yes. you know, it, yep. it evolves, it moves mm-hmm. on. And you have to hope that life will keep, you know, moving in that direction and yes. um, um, yeah. it becomes a, a lot easier for people as well. Because mm. it's going to keep happening. Cause mm. This well, is the reality of life, mean, isn't it? You know, it's...
2: things. I mean, things won't go backwards. No, no. We've gone too f- much forward yeah. on all of this now, and uh, yes, it, w- it won't go backwards. Mm. Um, and one can only just hope it gets better and easier. Yeah. For, uh, I mean, nowadays, of course, in lots of ways, um, uh, people are sort of saying, "Well, we don't need any." Um, pride anywhere, uh, because we've now achieved what we wanted to achieve. Well, to a certain extent, in some areas we have, mm. but um, it's still not acceptable in in all areas. Um, but of course, uh, there's the other um, diversity in life as well. Yes, um, uh, race and so on, of course, is is a big issue. Um, but I'm, I'm pleased to see that LGBT is now l- looking at other areas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of of uh, transsexuals and bisexuals and so on. Yeah. Um, the world is, is uh, look, the way we see it, the world is made up of many kinds, many, many kinds of people. Um, and. Um, Well, that's one of the things I think I mentioned on Newsnight way back in 97. Um, uh, I just feel we somehow we're put on this earth through two seeds meeting together and we're all expected to bring the best we can Mm -hmm. in our lives to society. And the point about that is it doesn't have to stay with straight people. Mm-hmm. It can be black, white, yellow, it could be male, female, disabled of any kind, and it can be gay,
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. lesbian. Yeah, and the, the etc, yeah, the yes. absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's really important. So what would you say is the secret to a 55 year relationship? <laughs> Having Is there fun, a secret? Having fun to begin with. Yes.
1: Laughing. Ha- having the things that you laugh at, mm-hmm. which might well be very dirty, and you wouldn't share with anyone else. But
2: <laughs> oh no, no, we we have our own little ways of making ourselves <laughs> laugh, almost cry with laughs. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, but respect, of course. Yeah. Yes. And
1: love that goes without saying. Yes. And and support. 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 Yeah, you just
0: support each other in in. In everything. Fundamental foundation there, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yes. be there I mean, we've for both each other. Had difficult
1: problems in our family. Albert has a, had a long standing health problem and but both of us stuck together
2: for both
1: of yes. Both of those situations. Yes, we, just,
2: we just support each other and, and can't think of well we can't think of any other way to live. No. I mean after that length of time it, it just becomes just part of getting up, going yeah. to bed. It's normal life. And all the things that have, have to be done during the day,
0: Yeah, really. Yeah.
2: And I think Surviving. Talking about, to, yeah, and talk, Surviving, existing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And talking about that, you know, being there for each other, being each other's strength, all that stuff, yes. all those things we go through through our lifetime builds character, doesn't it? It yes. Enables us to become yeah. stronger people. And I think with that, it tests you, but it, it, it makes you stronger and your relationship stronger. It does. And, it yeah, does. It's really important.
2: And we know we know we' we're, we're, we're not unique uh, because we see it all the time, you know in the various bulletins and the the monthly or three monthly um, booklets we get through Stonewall um, there are many many inspirational stories in mm-hmm. there and, and, and of people like ourselves um, so yeah we're not we're, we're not on our own in this no um it's just that we haven't bothered to sort of make a big show of it, mm-hmm. and I guess that's that's who we are, really. Yeah. Um, but when we've had to, if we have to stand up and be counted, as David has said, uh, I mean, we would never allow um, derogatory letters or derogatory statements by by the church or anything else without a reply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because. Yeah, we've, we've, we've still got to keep the fight going
0: yeah. in many ways. And I think, you know, these things as well, even if they're not directly or directed to you, indirectly, they can chip yes. away at you. Exactly. It's, a, it's about yes. being, exactly. actually, you you might not be talking about me, but this affects me. And actually, exactly. I, yeah. I want to stand up and be heard. I think yes. that's really, really important. Yes. So, final question. What advice would you give to the two chaps that met on the 18th of February, 1963, Looking back 50, 55 years, what would, you, what would you say to those two people? A younger David and a younger Albert.
1: I have to say that sometimes we can't believe. We can't believe it happened. But no, no. We walk up the road and we see this three-bedroom house in London. In a well, that is the other thing. And so we think,
2: from could we know, ever
1: have known that, no, no. that we would ever have ended up I mean, in it's
2: here. only because we have a semi-detached house on the <laughs> end of our road uh, with a 90-foot garden, 50 feet wide. And it's, uh, I, I mean, it looks a big property. Mm. It is only a three-bedroom house, a front room, a dining room, and a kitchen, bathroom, and toilet upstairs. Um, so that's all it is. That's all it is. But we, we come go. home with our six bags of shopping twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and we walk up the road, and we see the bottom of our garden. There's a side fence along the side road. And I so often say to David, I can't believe where I started from a council house in Ipswich. And all of this is ours. Mm. This is our estate. And we're not rich. My goodness, we're not rich. We had to struggle to even start getting into property and so on. And it's only because we've been sensible and careful and all the rest of it. And a bit of luck. And a bit of luck on the way as well. Um, that yes, we we have that life, and we know we 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 bless um, our 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 lives together really because we have we've been so fortunate. Um, so we would have said to those to those two young men, be optimistic. Yes, you never know. You never what know what would happen. Yeah, what you might achieve.
0: Yeah, and you know. Reflecting on where you currently are yes. and talking about where we, you've come from, that determination, that perseverance, yes. choosing your life, saying this is what's going to happen for us. Yes, You've made all that happen. Yes. That's amazing, oh, is mm. yeah. No,
2: absolutely no regrets. And, um, yeah. So, can I just say at the
1: end then uh, that anyone who's read Douglas Adams' book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, will know that the secret... life, the universe, and everything, is 42. (laughs) Now, my birth date begins (laughs) 4-2. Albert was born in 1942. We live at number 42, and we waited exactly 42 years, almost to the day before we could get married. So we feel that Someone up there,
2: there that's is a, something that's amazing beyond what we can believe, have, have put us together amazing 55 56
0: years ago. Yeah, I don't think I can top that with any fair questions. That's that's awesome. Can I just say thank you so much for traveling here your today from London, world. despite your tricky train yeah. journey, oh, yeah. and um, agreeing to do this because it, it really has meant the world to me and it's been lovely yes. to and I talk hope to you both, you know, just.
2: A conversation with two very ordinary people now getting on in life. I hope that might just register uh, with other people of our age. Yes, it was just like that for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And it might just give a little bit more hope to those who are feeling threatened in any way in wanting the same life that we've had.
0: Yeah, there's a lovely ending. So Mm -hmm. thank you both very much. Thank you
2: for the opportunity.
0: No, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> My goodness, what an amazing podcast. How can I top that? That was an amazing conversation with Albert and David. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share the episode on social media uh, and get people that you think might like it to listen. It really is worth it. And I'm sure you'll agree, it's an amazing story uh, to be heard. So thank you very much for listening. It's episode three of Topical Tea and everything in between. Love is love.